Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. Hope all is well in your worlds. I want to begin with some encouraging stories, near and far. How about we start near, as in right here in the Carolinas. I really love and appreciate when there are stories that happen that have good endings. It's kind of interesting. I had a conversation. I've had so many of these conversations with people who find out about what I did before in my prior life as a TV news anchor and reporter. And so many people are fascinated by that. And I I may have mentioned on this program the other day, I had someone approach me who knows me pretty well and said, I just don't see how you did this day after day for years. Just talking about all of these horrible things that are going on in our world. Just negative stuff, day after day after day. How do you do it? What's wonderful is I have the opportunity here to share some good things. And I make every effort to be intentional about doing that where possible every day. How about this story? As reported by the Charlotte Observer, a Dollar General worker helps to save kidnapped teens sent to the store for snacks. <laughs> this is a crazy story. A man's facing two counts of kidnapping after police say he forced two teenagers into his pickup truck, drove them around, then gave them money, sent them into a Dollar General to buy drinks and snacks. Deputies responded to a Dollar General in Mountain Rest on the evening of February 2nd after a worker called 911. Two teenagers inside the store told a worker they'd been kidnapped and asked the worker to call 911. Earlier that day, a man forced the teenagers into his pickup truck in Seneca, about 20 miles southeast of Mountain Rest. He drove them around before giving them money and sending them into that Dollar General store. Also pointed a gun at them. After deputies arrived, they took the teens to a family member's house, later taken to a hospital for evaluation as a precautionary measure. As far as we know, they are unharmed. The 50-year-old man 
who was arrested February 3rd, also faces two counts of pointing a gun and presenting a firearm and one count of possession of a weapon during commission of a violent crime. Being held without bond. We don't know whether this guy knew the young victims. By the way, Seneca, about 160 miles northwest of Columbia. But isn't this a great ending to this story? Who knows what this guy's intentions were for these teenagers. And the fact that he sent them into this store. It was a game changer. And for that reason, we can celebrate the fact that they are alive and well. Thank God. I'm sure you have seen the video, the horrible pictures out of two countries, Turkey and Syria, where we've had two monstrous earthquakes. The fear is now as many as 20,000 people may be dead from those quakes that rocked Turkey and Syria. But I want to tell you about an incredible miracle that occurred in the midst of all of this rubble. You can imagine what a horrible thing it must be for the families, for the emergency workers responding to the scene. In so many cases, finding nothing but bodies, lifeless bodies, people who cannot be saved. But there is a ray of hope. A live newborn was pulled from the rubble after that quake. <sighs> They're calling this, for good reason, a miracle baby. Rescued just minutes after entering the world. Just minutes. Hmm. I don't know about you. This sends chills down my spine. The top was pulled to safety after her courageous mother delivered the little girl under the weight of a wrecked building. Far from ideal circumstances for a delivery. Can you imagine what this mother was thinking in the days leading up to the birth of this little girl? All of the plans, the aspirations that she had, the scenario she envisioned to go to the hospital and deliver this baby. Instead, she's in rubble, earthquake rubble. That's where she delivered this little girl. And imagine the horror for this woman, not only who experienced the earthquake, but she's believed to have been trapped under the debris for over a day. And as any mother would, healthy mother would, not only fearing for her own life and survival, but certainly very protective of and concerned about that new life inside her. Sadly, 
she died shortly after giving birth to this child. Ah, oh, man. There's actual video, pictures of the moment. An eagle-eyed rescuer plucked the infant from under the rubble. The infant, said to have been found while she was still tied by her umbilical cord to her mom. The man was forced to navigate through the maze of twisted metal, crumbled concrete, and barbed wire with that newborn in his arms. He carried the little girl to safety as she took her first breaths. Another man raced after him with a dusty green blanket to bundle that baby to keep her warm and alive. Bystanders seen watching the emotive rescue in awe bemused by the wonder of new life in the depths of such horrible destruction. The baby receiving care at a medical clinic. A cousin saying she is the sole survivor of her immediate family. Her parents killed in this earthquake. And adding to this tragedy, the mom had been displaced from Syria by the war. Pray for this young life for better days. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are back on the Vince Coakley radio program. Then an amazing story about this little girl born in the midst of such tragedy and devastation. On the text line, we have this. Wow, what a story she will have to tell in her future. Amazing 
she is supposed to be here. Yes. What a story. If you'd like to join the conversation, the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-928-1110. 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. So, tonight... We will hear from President Joe Biden. You know, I, I've got to tell you, do not get any ideas. I was just reflecting on this this morning. I'm a person who, as I've gotten older, I, <laughs> this is dangerous to say because people who know me might disagree. I'm a person who doesn't like a lot of words. And, and let me tell you what I mean by that. I like to keep things as concise and short as possible. For instance, I, maybe I'm a, maybe this is the fact that I'm a product of our culture. Uh, you have to throw ADHD in there for me, but I, I can't endure sitting, listening to somebody talk for an hour. It just, it drives me crazy. Now, uh, for those of you who know, because I've described before, uh, generally when I'm watching movies, I'm doing something else. If I'm alone, I'm working on any number of things, maybe show prep for that matter. <laughs> I, it's rare that you're going to find me sitting in, even in front of a TV to watch a movie where I'm not doing anything else. And really, the only reason or time I would do that would be, for instance, if I'm in a movie theater or I'm at uh, or I'm watching the movie with someone. And because of the engagement and possible conversation that may take place, you know, there's going to be, you know, I'm going to be a lot more focused. So where am I going with this? Uh, the point of this is. I was thinking to myself, if I were president of the United States, what kind of a State of the Union address would I give? And I'm not even thinking about content. I'm really more thinking about time. I know there are a lot of things to address, potentially address about the country and its state. But... I really believe concise and short is the way to go. Just make it short. Don't make people sit there forever and listen to listen to me drone on and on and on forever and ever and ever. I just don't happen to believe I or anybody else is that exciting. And and particularly these people, I mean, as I think of some, about somebody like Joe Biden, I mean, really? Talk about a lack of self-awareness. Does And, and, and I'm, this is not a political statement. Because I felt this about, really, the last few presidents. I, I just don't have the interest in sitting there and listening to somebody just go on and on for over an hour about what they've done, about the nature of the country and all this. I, and maybe 
I would have had a different view if I were in a different era, like back during the Reagan era. But I just don't feel it. I don't. Frankly, it's hard. It's terrible to say this, maybe. But I don't care. I don't want to hear what this Mr. Magoo character has to say. For what, 90 minutes tonight? He's got a drone on and on and on and on and on. And it's not even a matter of disagreeing. I can think of plenty of better things to do with my time. I don't know, floss the cat? Clean the dog's ears? I don't know. Watch paint dry? Nonetheless, Joe Biden will speak to a joint session of Congress this evening. Bloomberg reporting this against the backdrop of renewed tensions with China. Brewing showdown with House Republicans over raising the federal debt ceiling. What's he going to talk about tonight? What's going to be on his mind? How receptive are you going to be to what he has to say? Are you going to bother to listen? The president told reporters Monday, I want to talk to the American people, let them know the state of affairs. What's going on? Why? What I'm looking forward to working on from this point on, what we've done, just have a conversation with the American people. Yada, 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 yada. Okay. Good for you. What's he going to do? He's going to make a clear contrast to the trickle-down economic philosophy that's pervaded thinking for years and decades in the past. Address other hot-button issues, including the war in Ukraine, policing overhaul efforts in the wake of the killing of Tyree Nichols, by the way, Nichols' mother and stepfather, among more than a dozen guests of the First Lady, Jill Biden, and among a group that includes U2 singer Bono, who highlight U.S. efforts to combat HIV-AIDS, and Paul Pelosi, who late last year was attacked by a hammer-wielding home intruder who was searching for his wife, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Other guests hinted at likely legislative priorities Biden will champion during that speech, abortion rights, assault weapons ban, Biden expected to again pitch unity efforts, including cancer research, treating fentanyl abuse, mental health funding. Biden also invited Ambassador of Ukraine, Oksana Markarova, to attend the event, underscoring his intention to press lawmakers to keep aid and arms flowing into that country. After the speech, Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and a group of cabinet officials plan to take their message on the road. Their post-speech travel blitz planned by the White House will see them visit 20 states and host more than 30 events. Boy, will that be exciting. How many of you are going to run out to that? Gosh. Am am I just being cynical here? I just don't have the sense that a lot of people are going to be that inspired. Am I wrong here? What's your sense of expectation about what will be communicated this evening? (laughs) 
Just wait till you hear some of these items on the text line, and we'll get to those and much more So we continue. Stay with us. And over on that text line, we started off mentioning the baby born in the midst of earthquake rubble. This texture, Chris out of Shelby, saying this is a great example of why we should live each day as though it was our last. Because our lives can change in the blink of an eye. Chris, you are so right. On State of the Union. <laughs> you ready for this? We start with, I'd rip up the speech. Another person saying, maybe McCarthy will rip up his speech. No, he would never do that. He's just going to lie about how bad it was under Trump and how great it is now, which not even the Dems will believe. <laughs> 90 minutes of Joe Biden can't stand that long. I'm more focused on how many times he's going to say, let me be perfectly clear. <laughs> Yeah. Vince, love your show this morning. If I watch Biden, I would puke and lose my dinner. I will stay up and watch Sarah, though. A reference to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'm just being honest with you. Never mind. I'll leave that alone. I'm not going to waste my time and watch one second of it. That man is a senile, pathological liar. That from Scott G. <laughs> Another text who enjoyed my comment about flossing the cat's teeth. LOL. Vince, I would rather pick the fleas off my dog than watch that senile old turd ramble. <laughs> you guys are terrible. <laughs> I am with you. I don't have much care. It's what the president's saying. I can already see what he's done every day in my bank account and then my daily life. Is flossing the cat a euphemism a euphemism for something? Just asking. No, it's just as I said it, flossing the cat. Come on, Vince. You don't want to hear this guy babble in the delusional life he leads. Right. Stephen Indian Trail says, Vince, every time the Democrats clap, Republicans should pop a balloon. Oh, my goodness, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, Vince, you have to listen. Biden will explain the full conditions of our country's surrender to China to save the U.S. from Trump 24. <laughs> uh, especially when Mr. Magoo's speech is full of crap. I'm not listening. Since I don't have a cat, I'll floss my neighbor's cat instead. <laughs> There's a great idea. I would rather watch a snow channel than that old fool blabber about ice cream. McCarthy should roll his eyes throughout the State of the Union address and finish it off by tearing up a copy of the speech. Another person says, I'll be sound asleep in my nice warm bed. 
Vince, all of the options you listed are more interesting than listening to Dementia Joe babble on destroying the English language for 90 minutes. Well, you don't know what he's going to say. So if you don't get involved, don't be mad when he takes away more of your rights. What do you think? It's a variety show? LOL, you're just a Trump lover. (laughs) This is so funny. Total utter BS. Nothing that has anything that we want to hear. I wonder what the over-under is on tonight's speech, blaming the former administration and Trump. I'm going with over. If the Biden administration is so concerned about climate change, why are they going out on the road? Wouldn't visiting 20 states do irreparable harm to the environment? Hmm. Vince, since I cannot work past 8 tonight, there are some things I plan on doing instead of listening to the State of the Union. I plan on petting a porcupine, sandpapering a wildcat's rear end inside a phone booth. I also uh, plan to co-star with Alec Baldwin in a Wild West movie. I'd rather do all of those things than listen to that buffoon. That is from Jeff. (laughs) Okay, folks. Vince, I'm watching wrestling tonight. It's not as phony. Yeah, what is it? um, What's on Tuesday night? Is that SmackDown or is that another night? It's been a while. Flossing the cat's teeth represents a pathological desire for self-harm. So is washing a fully armed cat. Isn't that the truth? Since I was going to play a drinking game, I only drink half a shot every time Biden lied, but then I realized I'll be passed out in 30 minutes. And probably have alcohol poisoning. It's Jim obviously. All right. I think you've uh, gotten an idea as to where people are. Ooh, I've got to share this one. Alan out of Gastonia. I will not be listening to Z, Joe, B. Wow. You obviously get that reference. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We have a caller on the line, and I want to go into this because, interestingly enough, this is what we're going to talk about next. The U.S. Navy working to recover the remains of a Chinese high-altitude surveillance balloon after it was shot down over the weekend by an Air Force F-22. China is still insisting it was a weather ship blown astray, expressing strong dissatisfaction over its downing. Further cautioning the action may push Beijing to shoot down U.S. aircraft. The Department of Defense says this recovery taking place about six miles off the coast of South Carolina in about 50 feet of water. They had some rough seas out there, and it made it a little challenging to retrieve debris. The balloon was taken down as it floated over the Atlantic Ocean east of Myrtle Beach. And we understand that some remnants of this are already on their way to an FBI lab. So it'll be interesting to see what we're able to discover from this. One commander saying ocean currents could make it impossible to collect all of the debris. And they're warning the public against collecting any of the balloon fragments that wash ashore. 
So there's that. The other interesting story is about the possibility that NORAD has missed previous Chinese spy balloon incursions. Isn't this crazy? We're going to talk about this. Remember we had this discussion yesterday because there are people who said that this happened under the Trump administration. And this is one of the things that went through my mind, the possibility, maybe it did. And it was not discovered until later on. Well, apparently, that's what one general is saying. We'll talk about this much more as we continue. the Vince Coakley radio program. So before the break, I mentioned that we've learned a little more information about what has apparently happened before this particular incursion by the Chinese. Breitbart reporting, General Glenn Van Herc, commander of North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, and Northern Command, Admitted yesterday, the joint U.S.-Canada organization missed previous incursions of Chinese spy balloons, including during the Trump administration. When asked during a news conference whether NORTHCOM was involved in tracking previous Chinese spy balloons that flew into the U.S. airspace during the Biden and Trump administrations, Van Herc said this. So those balloons... Every day, as a NORAD commander, it's my responsibility to detect threats to North America. I will tell you, we did not detect those threats. And that's a domain awareness gap that we have to figure out. But I don't want to go in further detail. He indicated the intelligence community tracked those previous balloons after the incursions through additional means. So in other words, they were already here by the time they discovered them. The intel community, after the fact, I believe, has been briefed already, assessed those threats to additional means of collection from additional means, and made us aware of those balloons that were previously approaching North America or transited North America. So, this sheds a little more light on this. This is not a U.S. military issue. This goes to NORAD. which I think helps to put in perspective all the words that you have heard, the insistence by Donald Trump that it did not happen under his watch. And yesterday, a number of you called or text to indicate that even his enemies have acknowledged that there was no such thing that occurred. Well, now we have a better understanding as to what has happened. It did happen. And this was not made known. Which is really intriguing. You would only hope that at this point, 
they figured out how these balloons were able to evade detection earlier. I would assume they figured that out now. I would certainly hope so. Let's go out to a call from Doug who wanted to comment on this out of Six Mile, South Carolina. Good morning, Doug. How you doing this morning, Vince? Doing well, sir. So I was curious, do you think if these people knew when they knew it back when Trump was president that you would consider this treason? I think that's kind of a stretch to go that far. Um, I do think there's, see, I think we have to figure out why. Why was this not detected? Because we're not talking about any any anybody doing anything wrong here, Doug. It sounds like there is an inability to detect. Is, is this what you're sensing from what I just described to you? Well, what I'm saying is how do you miss something and then realize you missed it if you've never seen it to begin with? Right. I, I think you you discover it through other means. And, uh, you know, at that point, it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I think that's what's happened here. I watch all the alphabet shoots in the morning. And the first 15 minutes, you find all the lies, I always say. Um, <laughs> I've heard they thought it was UFOs, stuff like that. Um it sounds kind of, that sounds pretty far-fetched, too. But I was just curious. Um, like I said, I, I think we need to know when this took place, when they knew. Would you agree? Yes, and I would fully expect that the next thing we're going to hear after this revelation, uh, uh, there's probably going to be some sort of congressional hearings on this. Wouldn't you think, Doug? That yeah, that's... I, I would. I would. I, I heard that they're going to be briefing Trump about what, what took place this week. Have you heard the same? I have not, but it wouldn't surprise me. It, it would make perfect sense that uh, that kind of briefing would take place. So, uh, yes. so Doug, let's watch and let's see what we discover in the coming days about the whys and wherefores. Although some of this, when you're talking about NORAD, there's probably some degree of secrecy to this because I would think they would not want everybody to know about their methods and their techniques, their technology, and their capabilities. So uh, some of this is probably not going to be revealed. I'm just speculating on this. We'd love to get your thoughts as we continue still ahead. We have Faith Focus Friday. What am I thinking about? Transformation Tuesday. I get those mixed up. Transformation Tuesday is coming. Don't I wish it were Friday. Also, we're going to deal with a couple of culture issues. One of them, the Grammys the other night. We're going to talk about microaggressions. And we will go back in time to a time when it was perfectly fashionable to say, boys will be boys and girls will be girls forever. That much more straight ahead. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 